Welcome back to Be Great With Nate, the podcast that trains you to master your mind, body, and emotions to help you take complete control of your life. I'm your host, your coach, Nate Ortiz. I'm enthusiastic about teaching you how to manage your health and mindset while you pursue your goals in life. My goal is to clear your confusion regarding the body, mind, and life itself. If you want to learn how to become the best version of yourself, then you're going to want to stick around. Welcome back to Be Great with Nate. I hope you're excited for today's podcast. It's a very powerful podcast. My goal is to always bring you powerful podcasts, but today it's going to be something that really, really, really gets you to want to get going as far as when it comes down to this, this podcast, I really want you to pay attention. I want you to be honest with yourself. Okay. So I took a lot of notes for this podcast. Usually most of these podcasts I do freestyle, but this one I actually took a lot of notes on. And then today we're going to be talking about the power of this one tool that if you apply this one thing to your life, you'll start to see a drastic difference. So how does one stay consistent, confident, and disciplined after facing failure many times? Have you ever come across a story via book, movie, or podcast where you ask yourself, how does this person stay and stick to their mission after everything they've been through? You ever watch an interview of someone telling their story and you're like, oh my God, how did that person ever, you know, go through that? How did they get through all that and still accomplish their goal? Are you upset or unsatisfied with your life regarding your goals or legacy? Or are you trying your best to accomplish your goals and dreams, but struggle with fear and worry? If so, today I'm going to teach you one of the most powerful tools I have followed that guided me through the toughest times in my life and helped me become successful and literally accomplish every goal that I've ever aimed for. You see, it takes courage for a person to tell the world about their goals or dreams. One of the reasons why is because we face the fear of criticism. That's usually one of the first fears that come up anytime we have a new idea, a new dream, or new goal. And it can be a challenging one, especially if you come from a family that does things differently on what you want to do. Or you have friends that do different, I mean, you know, grow up in a neighborhood that you're going against the paradigm is what we call it. This also can be followed up with doubt and confidence issues to make matters worse. If we don't accomplish our dream or goal on the first try, we become discouraged from trying again. I came across a study that showed that 99% of people who tried something and failed don't even try again. They never try again. So one of the things I came up with was a solution to this problem after figuring out and helping out a lot of people, including myself. My main, my main priority, my biggest client in my career is myself. And that's going to be your biggest client. That's going to be your biggest teacher. That's going to be your biggest healer is you. Okay. It starts with you. I've come up with a solution to this problem. Here's the first thing you need to do after figuring out your dream or your goal. And if you're still struggling with figuring out what you want in life, I made a podcast about that, how to figure out your goal or dream in life. Make a life contract with that dream and sign it. Here's what I mean. If it's to make more money, is it to get in shape? Is it to become a coach? Is it become a start a practice? Is it whatever to write a book, to start a podcast, to make content, put that down on a piece of paper and I want you to sign it. This life contract is agreeing to never giving up on your dream. You will either accomplish this dream no matter what, or you would die trying. I'm going to tell you one thing. When you put yourself in that state of mind, <laughs> fear can't enter the mind. 
One of the agreements I want you to make yourself is you won't take no for an answer. You will learn how to figure out another way instead. You would train the mind in a way that does not accept anything that's negative or against the dream or, or, or accept the fact that the dream is not possible. You would train the brain and the mind to be optimistic in every, sing every single situation. And subconsciously over time, you become this person. It doesn't matter what comes up. Your, your mindset is never giving up or, allowing, or not seeing yourself accomplish the goal that you have in front of you. When you train the mind in this way, fear has no interest in bothering you. Fear only has an interest in bothering those who are, are indecisive. Anytime you're not sure about what you want in life, you allow fear to creep right in and create doubt and worry. This is why having this one tool I would teach you today is very important. And now I'm, I'm not going to, I want you to feel what I'm about to show you out first before I give you this one tool. Okay. I'm going to make some examples. I'm going to tell you some real life things that have happened. And I want you to sit there and I want you to figure out before I tell you, I want you to see if you can figure it out. That's one of the main goals. All right. You ready? When I was in grammar school, my main goal was to go to a school called St. Anthony's. That was my goal. That was my dream. One of the things that came up for that is that it was the number one basketball school in the country, and barely people can play for this man named Bob Hurley. He was the Bob Hurley Sr. was the basketball coach for St. Anthony's in Jersey City, New Jersey. In sixth grade, I came across Bob Hurley, and he invited me to a basketball camp, and I got the MVP. I was a kid that was having issues with you know, having a place to sleep, homeless, not sure where I was going to go in my life. And I showed up every single morning at six o'clock in the morning for this one camp that took place during the summertime. When I showed up, I showed up two, three hours earlier than a lot of other kids because for a couple of reasons. Number one, I had to walk there. I didn't have transportation money. I didn't have mommy and daddy take me. It was me by myself. Number two, I wanted to outwork any kid who was going to come to that camp. Because I come from nothing and it was my own, I wanted to make sure I put all my energy there. I didn't want no excuse to be late. I didn't want no excuse for nothing. Number three, I was hoping for the janitor to open up the door early so I can get in and shoot the ball. I can, I can remember as I'm telling you the story right now, I can remember the smell of the gym, the feel of the ball and how it left my fingertips when I shot the ball into the rim and into the hoop. After three years of doing, going to these camps. I always got the MVP. We always won the championship. I never received a scholarship to St. Anthony's. After gra graduating eighth grade, in my mind, I still believed that I was going to go to St. Anthony's, even though we got a, uh, a letter in the mail of my first day of school to go to a Ferris High School in Jersey City, New Jersey. They also sent me my uniform. It was the Bulldogs. In my imagination, I still didn't accept the fact that I was going to be a Bulldog. I wanted to be a St. Anthony Friar. I'm going to play for the number one school in the country. Nothing, nothing. There was literally zero proof that I was going to go to St. Anthony's. The day that I was on the bus, my mother had to come with me to school to sign some transportation paperwork and things of that nature because she didn't do it during the, during the summer. In August, the first day of school, like August, uh, August 21st, I was on my way into Ferris High School. As I, we opened up the entrance door, there was a, a brawl that broke out right there. 
I knew going to public school was going to be very dangerous for me. As I walked into that school, I still to this day remember the smell of that school. But as I walked in, I still did not accept the fact that I was going to go to that school. As we walked in on our way to 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 the um the office that we had to go in for the transportation, I mean uh, 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 transcripts, I get a phone call by Melissa Hurley was her name at the point at time. Her name is Melissa Ursic today. She called me and said, Nate, my dad said that we were able to get you a scholarship, that we need your transcripts to come to St. Anthony's. As I was walking into the office for my mother to sign paperwork into becoming a, going to public school, I get a phone call that I'm going to St. Anthony's. True story. Now, I get to St. Anthony's, full scholarship. As I'm playing there, Hurley said, I think you should play football. I said, okay. As I played football, didn't know anything about the sport. Every single day I woke up and just put my mind on how to get better in football. Didn't know anything about it. Was weak. Started going to the gym. Started studying it. After playing for a year, I had good film. I was ranked number two in the state of New Jersey. At the time, really no coach was coming to see me. So what I did every day, I, I went to my coach's office, bugged them out. Hey, can you get some coaches to come see me, some university, so I can get a scholarship? He told me that he would, but he didn't. I had other teammates and coaches laugh at me when I said I was going to be the first Division One football player in school history. Everybody laughed at me. When you start your dream and your goal, people may laugh at you. People may not believe you. You may start to doubt yourself. Sometimes I have a quote saying, crazy people make me feel crazy. When I was sitting there, I was like, something, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not going to college. Maybe I'm, I am going to end up on the streets. Maybe I am going to be like my, my, you know, follow the paradigm of my neighborhood. Go to the streets, go to jail, have a kid early, go on Section 8, be on welfare. These are the things that were going through my mind. But then I started to see I was allowing my mind at that moment to start to accept someone else's no. Remember, I told you one of the things, when you make a dream and you make a goal, you don't accept no. You figure out another way. So you know what I did? I went home. My, we've, we, this was when I was 16, 17. We got a, 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 an apartment that was in the basement on a street called Reed Street, R-E-E-D Street. It's one of the smallest streets in Jersey City, but was one of the most dangerous streets in Jersey City. We lived in a basement. I used to have to go in there. I used to make a noise. I used to stomp my foot really loud as I entered to try to scare the rats away so I can walk in because I had a hallway I have to go through in the basement to get to my basement apartment. In this basement apartment, I used to sleep next to my uncle and my little brother. So three of us used to sleep in one bed and the mattress was on the floor. We slept in the back room. My other brother slept on the couch where his head, his head was hanging off one end and his feet was hanging off the other. We're big. We're all 6'2", six, 6'3", six, right? So we're some big guys in the house. And I'm telling you that to tell you, when I used to go home, I opened up the laptop and I would start off with Rutgers University. I would go to RutgersUniversityFootballRoster.com or Google it. It would show me the roster of the football team. And then it showed me the coaches. So what I did is I copied and pasted the coaches, head coaches um, email. I emailed them. In the email, I pasted 
a story that I put together about myself, my height, my weight, a link to my highlight tape and trying to get in contact with them. Then I did that to, and then I called the, the office and left the voicemail. Now, when nobody picked up there, what I did is I went to the next coach and I did that to every, uh, every coach on the staff. And then what I did is I would go um, I, I would do that to each in university. So I'm sending out probably 20 to, you know, let's say 15 to 20 emails plus 20 to, uh, 15 to 20 phone calls that I'm doing for one school to try to get myself out there to a university. This is a true story. After about two weeks of doing that, I've contacted probably 30 to 40 schools and didn't hear anything back. So I said, ah, I got to figure out another way. So what I started to do is I, I still follow the same pattern that I did. But what I started to do outside of that is I actually started to go on Facebook and find the coaches on Facebook and then copy and paste the story there on their DM or their personal message. And then I will find who they're married to. And then I started contacting their wives. Hey, Miss Johnson, please allow you, please tell your husband that I'm trying to contact him. And this is something he does not want to miss out on. I'm a player that will bring great chemistry and work ethic and talent to the team. And I would just type out something for their, for their wife. So their wife can goes to their husband and goes, this guy is trying to get in touch with me. I tried every single angle. At the end of the year, I emailed every Division I football program in the country. Everyone. If we go back to my old Facebook Messenger I got proof from 2011 right now that I have messages of me personal messaging every coach. Out of probably 150 to 200 schools, four of them, four people got back to me. So if you do the math, out of 800 to 900 people, four people got back to me over the, you know, six months to six, uh, six months to 12 months, you know, half a year to a year, only four people got back to me. One of those people, his name was Coach Braxton. Coach Braxton was a coach for Delaware State University, which was a small Division I school in, in, in Delaware. It was also, also an HBCU. Coach Braxton saw my highlight tape, talked to my coach, and gave me a full scholarship. One of the reasons why I chose Delaware State is because it was one of the first schools to believe in me. When I went into my senior year, I became a superstar and I had multiple Division I schools, big-time universities, but I chose a small Division I because they believed in me. And outside of believing me, their program needed me when the other ones wanted me. There's a difference. After graduating college, I had, I had a goal of working for a business where I got at least 50% commission and did not want to be a towel boy at Equinox or did not want to be a regular trainer. I wanted to be in a position to grow business and be able to be in a position where I knew what it was to take to grow business. So there was this one um, business that I came across. They wanted someone with eight years of experience. And I only had eight weeks of being in the real world as far as an intern at another gym. But what I did is I emailed the guy. After emailing the guy, I saw his number. I text the guy for the application. And then I also Facebook messaged the guy. And all three messages I went through and said, give me one chance to talk to you and I'll show you why I'm the guy. 
when the guy talked to me, he was at first he was trying to be a little nice that I may not qualify, and that I stood blank. That blank word is the whole powerful tool that I'm trying to teach you. And I told him, just give me one shot, and I show you. He gave me one interview. He flew out from Dallas. He was very impressed with my story. And after meeting with him, I, I, I got to show him what I was capable of. And then he told me he'll let me know. And within the time of letting me know, I followed up and I told him I'm the guy. He gave me the job. That job, I was able to turn around that gym, make it very successful. And that job taught me how to be an entrepreneur because I was able to run a business. But the business, the, the person who had me in charge, he didn't live in New York at the time. He lived in Texas and he allowed me to run the business under him taking care of the overhead. So I got a lot of experience. I'll give you two more examples. I get to, I want to move on in my life and take the next step, right? So I had this beautiful tea just waiting for me to sip on. And when I made that transition to go create Be Great with Nate, it was during COVID. When I went, I met a man in the hallway one day. His name is Ace. I, I saw him for the first couple of times. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm just going to be completely honest. Where I'm from, if you're in your 20s or your 30s and you're with a bunch of dudes with a bunch of chains and you're driving and the people that are with you are driving foreign cars, um, that comes off as a drug dealer where I'm from. When, I first, when we first went to Los Angeles, I didn't move in. Um, I helped my girlfriend move in and I wanted her to get her experience by herself a little bit of having her own space for her career. Um, I just didn't want to put too much on her, me and the dog moving in and, and, you know, I just wanted her to have her, her space, put it like that. But when I used to go visit her and I, we first moved in, I, I, t I took two weeks off work, went to Los Angeles and I used to run into this guy. His name was Ace. I didn't know him at first. But he used to always want to say, what's, you know, what's up to me and stuff. And I used to tell my girl, yo, watch out. This is a drug dealer right here. This dude is a drug dealer. I'm telling you right now, he's probably going to want to hit on you when I'm not here. If he gives you any problems, you just let me know. Right? If he tries you, you just let me know. Other than that, you know, it's going to happen. People are going to find you attractive. It happens. But if he disrespects you, I was prepared, right? One day I run into this dude in the hallway. He introduces himself. And he goes, hey, Nate. He's like, it's so nice to meet you, man. You're from New York or New Jersey, right? I said, yeah. He goes, yeah, I can hear it in your accent. I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, I'm from the East Coast too. I'm from Boston. I'm like, yeah. So what brings you out here? He goes, well, I'm a music manager. I'm a hip-hop music manager. Boom, right there. That's what happens when you judge a book by its cover. So I had to learn my life lesson right there about judging the book by its cover. The world is a lot different when you leave Jersey and New York, right? This is what I had to tell myself. He tells me that he manages an upcoming rapper who just got a Grammy nominee, uh, nominee named Corday. See, I knew of Corday because my little brother, he's a huge hip-hop fan. I'm a huge hip-hop fan, and we're trying to see the next upcoming lyricist that's going to be able to carry hip-hop. And Corday was one of the people that at his very young, early in his career, we said, this person has potential. So I said, oh, that's cool. In my mind right there, I had a goal. I said to myself, well, in my mind, I said, if there's any way I can work with this dude and help him in some way, somehow with life coaching, training, that can actually get me into the game of Los Angeles and, and, and LA and Hollywood. So he said to me, he goes, hey, man, he's like, well, maybe one day one of my artists needs you and I'll let you know. I said, okay, cool. He follows me on Instagram. That was in, this was February of 2020, literally 
at this point, we're talking three years ago, exactly three years ago. He leaves. I've run into him a couple more times before going back to New York. I come back to New York in March 17th, COVID hits. I end up moving into LA. And then he stops me in the hallway one day. He goes, yo, um, Corday's going to need some nutrition coaching. You think you can coach him? I said, absolutely. Let me know. Uh, I'll coach him. He goes, okay, I'll let you know. Still nothing. Nothing. So I run into this dude like every day now. I live in the building. He was my neighbor. And this is during COVID where at 4 or 5 o'clock, we used to all take our dogs to the dog park across the street in Studio City. It was a beautiful, beautiful time of the day because you were stuck in the house all day. And you get your dogs together with everybody and you get to talk to people. And he will always bring up, like, I should work with Corday. I should work with Corday. And um, then in June, he calls me one day. He goes, hey, I think Corday needs your help. Now, this is like four or five months later. I'm like, hey, listen, I'll tell you right now. If this guy allows me in to come and work with him, I'll show him I'm the guy. He goes, okay, let me talk to him. Still nothing. Still nothing. And then in October, he does it again. Hey, Corday got a GQ magazine shoe coming up with uh, Naomi Osaka. We think that you'll be a great fit to help him. He wants to lose three to four pounds for the shoot so he can get his jawline in a little more so he can feel comfortable, you know, to, to do the shoot. I said, okay, let me know when. He goes, I'm going to put you in a group chat. So he puts us in a group chat. Corday goes, Nate, nice to meet you. And I said, Corday, let me know when your availability so we can set everything up. Never heard from him. Ace calls me about two weeks later and goes, Nate, when you work with rappers, it's a little different than working with a regular person. You got to reach out to him. I said, yeah. He said, yeah. He goes, why don't you give him a call? Because I'm not the type of guy to, I'm not one of those guys that will keep following up and calling you, right? Um, I don't like to seem what we say thirsty. So I'm like, okay. I went to go call him, but instead of calling him, I was walking my dogs in Studio City one day and I just decided to send him a video and I sent him a video as raw as I can. And I said, yo, Corday, this is Nate. If you really serious about accomplishing this goal in three weeks, you have to get back to me as soon as possible. I'm not about playing games. I'm about getting results and I'm ready to work. Let's get to work. And I sent him the video within four seconds. He FaceTimes me. I pick up the FaceTime. He said, what's up, bro? I said, what's up? He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm not doing nothing. I'm walking my dogs. He goes, can you pull up on me right now? Can you come to my house? I said, yeah. He sees me the address. I pull up to his house. I start, I get in the house. There's a bunch of rappers in there. I sit him down and then I do a speech in front of him and all the rappers to get everybody's attention. Everybody had, and I was with him about six hours that day. Then as I started to work with him, then, you know, Naomi sometimes jumped into workouts with us and things in that nature. I started to build a relationship with her. But Corday became a client. He lost a seven, he lost seven pounds instead of four. And then he loved working with me so much that I became his coach for three years. So the last one I want to bring you through, if you're not already getting the power of this one thing, you should have got it already. I go down to HLC3 to do my last level of training with a man named Paul Check, who's one of my idols. The first time I got to meet him, I wanted to pitch him an idea of me going on the podcast and sharing my story and hopefully bringing more people of color to the institute so we can teach more people. 
at HLC three, I think I was the, uh, no, I don't think I was the only person of color in attendance of that class. And I was trying to tell him there's more people that I can connect to, but also I want to share my story to inspire people on your podcast platform. You have a huge podcast platform. I prepared to give him a a proposal in 30 seconds because I knew it was going to be a busy week of training. I run into him right before using the bathroom on lunch and I give him the proposal. He said, we'll see what we can do. Three days later, his wife was teaching the class. I pulled her to the side and I said, Angie, I have this idea. I think this would be great. I give her the proposal. She goes, we'll see what we can do. Nothing. I'm on my way home. I call my partner and I tell her, listen, I, I gave a proposal and I and I did a I did a pitch. And I'm not used to my pitches not working. And I felt some type of way. I felt upset. I felt bad. I felt down. I'm like, I thought I, I gave my heart and soul in this pitch. And I gave this man his credit. And I'm trying to bring more, you know, inspiration, but also more motivation to bring more people to the Institute to teach people the importance of how to manage their life. And my girlfriend goes, babe, that's not your job. I mean, that's not Paul Check's job. That's your job. Your job is to bring more people of color. Your job is to teach people who are less fortunate. Your job is to teach it in your way. It hit me, but I still want to be on the podcast. So that was 2021. As I'm driving, I do a deep thought. And I'm like, okay, I got to figure out how to show this man that it's going to be worth putting me on the podcast. So what I did is I went home, went back to the drawing board and started to make more content. Started to go viral on TikTok, grew the TikTok. Be great when Nate started to grow. Everything started to grow. Still nothing from Paul. Then one of Paul's students who was in HLC3 with me contacted me because she started to work with Paul one-on-one. She moved across country to work with Paul. She goes, Nate, you're a huge inspiration. I would love to come up and learn from you about how to improve content. I see that you're doing a great job with your videos. I said, sure, come. I invited her up from Los Angeles. I'm from San Diego to LA. She comes up. I, I spent about probably like three to four hours with her and her husband teaching them how to grow their business. She says, Nate, your story is so inspiring. We have to get you on Paul Check's podcast. I said, oh, yeah, you're right. This is probably, I'm going to give you an estimation. This is probably, I'm going to say, early 2022, probably early 2022, last year. I said, yeah. She goes back down. After make after months, she'll contact me. Hey, I showed Paul all your videos. I'm trying to pressure him to put you on a podcast. I said, okay. After two years, a year and a half, I get a call from Paul Check's team to do the podcast, Living 4D with Paul Check. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's a very powerful episode of Paul Check and I. I tell a lot of my story that I haven't been able to tell so much on this podcast or any other podcast. Living 4D with Paul Check, episode 222. Have you caught on to what the powerful tool is? The powerful tool is a word called persistence. When you want something in life, you can accomplish anything if you're persistent. You have to be persistent. They were trying to tell me I would never be good enough to go to high school and play for the number one basketball school. 
I was persistent. I got up on those rainy days. It was cold as hell outside. I used to get up on those rainy days when it was freezing. And I used to wake up and I used to know that people were still sleeping nice and warm in their bed. And I went to the basketball court and I went to my gym and I went to practice every single day. When I went home every day, I could have played video games after school and after football practice. I opened up this old laptop that did not work unless I had a freaking charger connected to it. And I used to have to sit in this little corner to get the Wi-Fi. It was disgusting. But I sat there. My ass was hurting. I sat there two hours, a minimum of two hours a day, contacting coaches every day trying to get a scholarship. Today, my friend, I'm very passionate about bringing you this podcast because today, as in my, I was in my kitchen, these last couple of days, I had this strong intuition to come and make a, make a podcast about persistence. You want to know why? Because after all the things that I've accomplished, I still rely on this tool in my toolbox to help me with the hardest days of my life. As I sit here, I'm waiting for my book agent to contact me with an updated notes that she wants me to how to she wants me to optimize my proposal again for the third time. I'm waiting on her notes. I'm waiting on getting my book deal. I'm persistent. I'm waiting on so many goals that I have, so many things I'm in process of. And for the rest of my life and for the rest of your life, keeping this tool in your toolbox and reminding yourself the importance of it is very important. Sometimes life gets hard, man. Life gets hard. When I come on this podcast, I try my best to teach you how to stay consistent with nutrition, stay consistent with sleep, how to how to optimize your mindset, how to optimize your body, how to optimize your day so you can stay consistent and persistent towards your goal and dreams in life. I learned two things. Number one, life is always hard. You got to choose your heart. It's going to be hard going after the dream, staying persistent, disciplined, using your imagination, having strong willpower, or you can live a life of never accomplishing your goal or your dream and your legacy and have to reap the consequences from that, of being unfulfilled. You got to choose your heart. Life is going to be, life is hard. That's why you have to sit down and make sure you have these things that I'm teaching you too, kid. I told you the eight, eight, and eight. You got 24 hours in a day. What are you doing with your 24 hours? Eight hours are managed to sleeping. Eight hours is dedicated towards work. Average people have to do that. But whatever you're doing on the remaining eight hours, you become. What are you doing on the remaining eight hours? Today I'm teaching you, are you persistent? Have you gave, given up on a goal after the first time of, of, of trying something? I don't fear nothing because I won't stop. I won't. I told Sahara Rose after the first podcast, she said, oh, we definitely got to do a part two. I said, when? I'm ready. 
She goes, let's give it a couple months. I said, okay, I'll give it a couple months. And he's, every time we talked and she brought it up, I used to say to her, yo, we're going to do it on person. We're going to, yo, I'm going to, I'm going to kill it. We're going to do it in person. Let's do it in person. It's persistent. When the opportunity came up, I said, yo, I'll fly to Miami right now. Flew to Miami, shot it, came out great. Persistence. Persistence is very important. And one of the things that really motivated me or really helped me um, um, get reminded on this was um, my favorite book of all time called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And in this book, he states persistence. And I have some notes that I took down from myself and from going through the book that I want to share with you today. The secret to someone's success is usually attached to one word, persistence. Persistence is a state of mind. Therefore, it must be focused and improved upon. So what that means is you have to build the mindset of being persistent. You have to take the action of being persistent to be persistent. And when you do, you'll start seeing people. You, when you give up on your dream, what else are you going to do in life? A lot of other people, you know, they they end up doing the same thing every single day where you think you're missing out on something. You come back to home or you go back to your reality and people doing the same thing. You ain't missing out on nothing. People go back to doing the same thing, a paradigm. Whatever their mother did, their mother did, and their mother did. Symptoms of a lack of persistence. Here you'll find the real enemies which stand between you and your dream. Here you will not only find symptoms indicating weakness or persistence, but you'll also find the deep-seated subconscious causes of these weaknesses. Study the list carefully and face your issue. If you really wish to know who you are and know what you're capable of doing, it's important to understand these symptoms. These are the weaknesses which must be mastered by all who wants to become rich. Number one, failure to recognize and to clearly define exactly what one wants. Oof, it's a bar. This tea is good. Number two, procrastination with or without the case, usually backed up with excuses. Number three, lack of interest in actually learning. Number four, indecision. I told you about that. The lack or the habit of passing the buck. Okay, so you have to be, when you, you, ha when you get clear, you have to make a decision that that's what you're going to do and you're going to go with that. Number five, the habit of relying on people instead of figuring out plans of solutions for yourself. So when I was in that office with my coach, I was relying on my coach to get me the scholarship. But when I didn't see him moving, I'm like, yo, I got to go do this. I got to figure out another way, right? And, you know, respectfully, I said the same thing to my writing coach and to my agent. I said, listen. The book proposal is one of the strongest book proposals you're going to get, right? I, I, I hit everything that they want. I qualify. But if I still have a problem, if I don't feel like I get, I'm, I'm, I, I don't get the advance or the deal that I deserve, 
I have no problem self-publishing my book. They're like, whoa, whoa, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. But that's the mindset that I have. If somebody's not going to publish it for me, I'll figure out a way to publish it myself. Right? That's a winner's mindset. Okay, the habit of blaming others for one's mistake. That's, no, that's another one. Weakness of desire due to neglect of the choice of motives. Willingness, uh, willlessness, I mean, sorry, willpower is usually the first sign of defeat. So one of the will, one of the things is what I teach my clients all the time is if you drink a lot of alcohol and you have an alcohol issue or you have a sugar addiction, you have these things, don't put that in the house and battle with willpower, right? Why do that to yourself? Set up your environment at all points to put yourself into winning, okay? Lack of organized plans is another one. Wishful instead of willing. So being wishful or wishing for things instead of being willful or willing to do things. This is a huge one. Searching for all the shortcuts to riches, trying to get without giving a fair, a fair equivalent, usually reflected in the habit of gambling or some type of get rich scheme. So with this game of building, and the last one is going to be fear of criticism, which I brought in a little bit earlier. But as you can start seeing is people try to you know people try to figure out a quick way to accomplish their goals and their dreams there's no quick way there's no there's no fast way one of the things that i'm putting in i put into the um how to turn your dream into green course that i'm creating and i also mention it and i show you through my how to turn your dream into green ebook that's coming out for coaches and entrepreneurs um i i share with you that Yo, in 2020, I had 1,000 downloads on my podcast, 1,000 total downloads. I celebrated. I remember like it was yesterday. I was like, yeah, it took me a year to get 1,000 downloads. Today, I'll get 1,000 downloads off this episode in one week, right? Over 1,000. So what I'm trying to say to you is in 2020, I only had 1,000 downloads. And then 2021, I had 7,500 downloads. And in 2022... We surpassed 65 or 70,000 downloads. But you see, it doesn't just happen overnight. It took time to do that, right? It took time to do that. Sorry if you heard my dog bark. That guy's crazy. Um, so what I'm saying to you is when you, when you are going through your mission in life, when you're going through trying to figure something out or you want to accomplish something or that one secret, that one thing that you hear either my story or somebody else's story of like, wow, how did they accomplish that through? They were persistent. Have you been persistent? Have you been persistent towards your health goals? Have you persistent towards your dreams in, in, in your life goals? Have you been persistent towards that one woman that you want to date? When I, when I came across the, my partner, I've been with my partner for eight years now. I was going through a bad breakup. I went through a bad breakup. I was heartbroken and I did not want to date anybody. I was, I didn't want to do, I didn't want nothing to do with a relationship. One day I'm on Instagram after deleting it for months, I, I uploaded again. I'm on Instagram and I come across a girl that I was following. I never met her. She followed me. I followed her back, came across Instagram and in her Instagram, she posted a photo of her and some friends. 
And when I saw this one woman in a photo, look, I'm not trying to brag. Please don't. During this, you know, I was single. I was a Division One football player. Before I decided to not date anymore, I was I was trying to find a rebound. I wasn't trying to deal with my emotions as a man. All right, I was acting like a coward. I was going on dates with models, and women will fly into Delaware to come see me all over the world. I mean, I was a coward because I was trying to find someone to hang out with and go on dates with to not deal with going through a heartbreak. I was trying to avoid the heartbreak by distracting myself. But when I found that only lasted like four or five weeks after going through that, I said, I, this isn't right. So what I did is I took off the uh, for, uh, winter break. I went to Miami with my best friend. And I, every day I went to Miami, I walked on Miami Beach, I cried every day and tried to heal, right? I'll make a podcast about that, but it's a true story. But I come across my partner and when I saw her in a photo, the girl didn't tag her. I fell in love with this woman. I, I never thought I would fall in love again. I never even believed in falling in love over pictures. I never believed in that stuff. When I saw this woman, I fell in love. The problem was that the girl that I followed didn't tag her in the photo. So I had to, I had to find her. And I know it could sound creepy. <laughs> I was 21 years old. I know it could sound creepy, whatever, but I just had to find her. So I went through the girl's page to see if she ever posted photos of this girl before. She never posted any photos of this girl. So I'm like, who is this chick and where can I follow her? I mean, find her. The girl that I was following at the time had 5,000 followers. But she followed like 1,000 people. So I said, she has to follow this girl. So I went through every person that this girl followed, looking at the icon of the photo, trying to find this girl. After going through all the followers, couldn't find her. But I found this one page that was private that had a picture of Selena and had 5,000 followers but only followed 100. So I'm like, if you're doing that, you got to be popping. You know, you got to be you know, you got to be a baddie. You got to be a baddie or you got to be like a celebrity. You got to be something. So I'm like, maybe this is her. I requested to follow her. Three days later, I go on Instagram and my first picture that comes up was actually her. She accepted me as a friend and she had a photo and I found her. And then from there, I'll tell you the rest of the story in another podcast. But what I'm trying to say to you is that took me like four or five hours. I was so persistent I'm gonna make I'm I've I'm gonna find you. I know it sounds really creepy. I know it can sound funny too. But and I never did anything disrespectful, nothing did. I just fell in love with this woman and I had to let her know, like, hey, listen, I'm not disrespectful. I don't slide into DMs. I don't do nothing. I just want to formally just introduce myself. My name is Nate, and I just think you're beautiful. Right. And that led to eight years of a relationship. I was very persistent at finding her. So persistence is one of the most powerful tools you can have to help you overcome and get through any hard day. So today, as I'm making this podcast, I've been extremely persistent with my book proposal with my agent. I've been persistent at, you know, waiting for us to start shopping the book. I've been persistent at getting interviewed at for certain podcast episodes. I've been persistent at growing the business, persistent at making these podcasts, persistent at doing TikTok lives, making TikTok videos for everybody, making the Be Great We Need Academy, working with clients one-on-one. Some people don't know this, but 
I actually work with clients. I offer some of the clients a VIP package where I work with them for three days for eight to 10 hours to give them a heavy subconscious reset from everything from eating, moving, breathing, training, dream. And I've been having a couple of those back to back lately. And that takes a whole weekend of coaching. So even when having that, I wake up and still make, um, you know, find a way to be persistent at continue to do these episodes for you. I dream of, I know there's podcast. I'm just keeping it real with you right now. There's podcasts out there that are signing deals for millions of dollars. There's podcast episodes that get sponsored for 30, 40, $50,000 an episode. If you're someone who has a dream that wants to make a pocket, those things are possible. I haven't gotten a deal like that yet, but I'm persistent at getting it. I'm very persistent at getting it. I'm persistent of losing the weight that I'm losing right now. So I, I'm, I'm just bringing up real life situations to tell you where I'm at today. Maybe you listen to this podcast after a year of it being made and then you see where I am and you go, wow, he accomplished all those things. Well, if you see that, cool. Just know it took a lot of persistence and I hope it motivates you to stay persistent towards your dreams and your goals. I got some um, um, nice announcements for my day ones and my real listeners. Um, I'm sitting here, my team and I were thinking about putting a, uh, we have a workshop February 24th, 25th. Uh, we had one person who's not going to be able to make it. So we do have one slot open. Uh, so if you're interested, you can email, you can, I'll put the link in the bio for that. Uh, the workshop, two day workshop right here in the New York, New York, uh, New York, New Jersey area. It's going to be fire. If you're ready to rewire your mind, body and emotions and transform your life, you ain't going to want to miss out on that. Another announcement is I may be doing a workshop in Los Angeles. I'm thinking about doing this workshop mid March where I go to Los Angeles and we do it in Los Angeles. So if you're someone who's interested in that, you just shoot us an email. Doesn't mean that we're going to, doesn't mean that we're going to hundred percent do it. We're just trying to see how many people may be interested. Um, so you can shoot us uh, an email at Nate, N-A-T-E at BeGreatWithNate.com. And when you shoot the email, just let us know your name, where you're from and your phone number because we may call you to get a vote from you, meaning, hey, listen, we're thinking about either doing it this weekend or this weekend. What do you think? We're, we're trying to get feedback because when I did that for the New York area, we found amazing feedback from TikTok, uh, which I will be doing again. Um, what else? What else does your boy got going on over here? Oh, starting March 1st in the Be Great With Nate Academy, we're going to be starting a weight loss challenge and journey together. So if you're someone that has a goal of losing weight, you're going to want to join the Be Great With Nate Academy because starting March 1st, I'm going to put an announcement. We're going to be starting uh, a, a program, an eight-week program of uh, losing weight. So the goal is when June comes, so you have March, May, I mean, sorry, March and April. So by the time May comes, you kind of in spring, the goal is to lose a minimum of 10 pounds. So there's going to be cooking recipes. There's going to be um, um, exercise challenges. There's going to be uh, uh, monthly meetings as far as on how to lose the weight. There's going to be a lot of updates in the community with tips and tricks and, and uh, accountability there as a group. We're all going to keep each other accountable. We're going to update each other with the weight. We're going to update. Uh, we're going to ask questions. We're going to support each other. So the goal is to lose a minimum of 10 pounds. Now, if you're someone that's 125, and you're trying to get to 120, 20, 
you ain't gonna lose 10 pounds. You only probably need to lose five. But the goal is for the average person that may have an average of 20 to 30 pounds to lose to get you started on your weight loss journey. And then from there, you can continue it on in the Be Great Nate Academy, of course. But we're gonna come together as a group. I'm gonna be joining a challenge with everybody. So I'll be having, you know, extra video content that I'll be putting up in the Be Great with Nate uh, Academy portal. If you haven't joined the Be Great with Nate Academy, you can join it. The link is in the bio. It's only $27 a month. It's literally, and it comes down to $1.11 a day. Anybody who has questions on there, I've been answering your questions. Anybody who, there's 12 courses there right now, courses on mastering stress, uh, fat loss, nutrition, fixing back pain, hip pain, um, how, to, how to fix any pain in the neck, mid-back, lower back, knees, ankles with Bob Finelli, fungal infection, how to overcome them and how to redo uh, your digestive tract as far as replenishing the good bugs, digestion course. That's only seven. There's five. There's mastering and overcoming stress and adrenal fatigue is another course. Um, so there's a home workout course in there. There's a gym course in there. You have everything you need. It's only $27 a month. You can join the academy. You can cancel at any time and you stay as long as you think you need to stay. The goal is to be able to get you to your goal at a very affordable price because not a lot of people can afford to work with me or coaches like myself. So, no coach on the industry, as far as I know, has this much without zero upsells for only $27 a month. And I'm proud to say that. Okay. So hope you enjoyed uh, this podcast. As you know, the outro is going to ask you to leave a review and, you know, if you can do that. But for those that have been leaving reviews, I really appreciate you. Let me see if we have any late reviews where I can shout you out real quick before we go. Um I used to, I usually do that. And also, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you should be able to throw a question in there. If you're listening to this on Apple um, and you don't have the ability to leave a question, uh, you can email us at the time at Nate, N-A-T-E, at BeGreatWithNate.com, a question, and I'll be gladly to make a podcast episode responding to your questions. Okay, we'll read one of them. Uh we have someone from Canada. I found Nate's podcast recently through Sahara Rose, and I'm honestly so happy I found him. I start one of his episodes every morning, and he seriously helped me get through, get, get motivated to start my day and start to change my thinking habits. His podcast even helped me out of a terrible mood and some terrible mornings. LOL. I've already struggled. My sister, I, oh, okay, sorry. I'm dyslexic if you haven't noticed that, guys. Um, and I have no shame in my game. Um, I, I've already suggested, see, suggested came up as struggled to my brain. I already suggested my sister listen to him and she's recommend him to her boyfriend. Awesome. This man has a gift. Please don't ever stop making episodes. You're helping a lot of people with your knowledge, inspiration, and positivity. Well, you know what? That's very nice of you because sometimes I say, how many, how many, how, how much longer can I pull in these solo podcasts by myself and bring you know <laughs> what more can i say right that's one of the things i go through in my mind all the time another one that we have i discovered nate's podcast through sahara rose podcast shout out to sahara we, we we bring a lot of beautiful people over here which i discovered from my yoga teacher training at uplifted with brett larkin this path of health and spirituality i choose to follow since covid left me to some amazing human beings but nate is something else for me oh wow motivating real very practical, 
holistic. Every episode I listened to so far has either given me shivers, made me reflect on myself, or motivate me to become the best version of me. That is the goal. Thanks so much, Nate, for who you are right now after all the trauma and change and everything you share. I'm going through all the podcasts while driving to work. It's amazing. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, I told you, I want to kind of come on here and share a lot more stories of my life too. Maybe these stories can help define some things you may be going through and you can find yourself in my stories and find some motivation, inspiration out of that. I always um, try to put myself together to do that, but then selfishly, I always say, well, well, maybe I can teach them one more thing before I tell them something about me. I try to make these things about you more than me. But uh, I think, you know, telling some stories may be able to help us a little more as far as, as a group and community. So, um, and the last thing I just want to say, if you listen to this podcast, I always try to tell you, I literally appreciate you. For those that joined the Be Great Nate Academy, I appreciate you. For those that gifted the Be Great Nate Academy to their kids and their husbands and wives, we had a couple of those. I appreciate you too. Thank you. Thank you all. Uh, be on the lookout for the Be Great with Nate. Uh, Turn Your Dream to Green ebook. I wrote my first ebook ever. It's 40 pages of nothing but information for coaches and yoga practi- uh, pract- uh, practitioners and um, spiritual practitioners. If you're someone who's trying to grow business, I wrote this ebook sharing on how I grew mine and the steps that I took and the steps you can take. And I bring you through some thinking in it and some practical things to start doing in your business to help you turn your dream into green. And we also recorded the audio book to that. And we also recorded a course right now. The course has like 18, 20 videos. And I'm like, oh man, I think I have to make another 20. So I feel like I gave all the value that I can give. So we're finishing up the course now, uh, but we should be releasing the um, ebook and the audible in within the next week or so. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you for being here. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with your boy and I appreciate that. Peace. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope the show gave you valuable information. If you did, take a screenshot, post it on social media, like your Instagram story or someone on your social and tag me. I will definitely get back to you. I really appreciate the love. Or you can easily just leave a rating or a review if you have the time. You don't understand how much those little things right there help me push this show to get more people like you to listen. If you want more Be Great With Nate, you can head over to BeGreatWithNate.com and I'll meet you there. Until next time, peace.